Greetings. My name's Patrick, here with The Table in the Tavern. Around here, we're not exactly professionals. We don't get paid for any of the things we do. Uh, we're just playing D&D &D and having a good time doing it. Hope you enjoy the video. Once again, this video, like many others, is recorded live on Twitch. You're welcome to join us there at The Table in the Tavern. Alright, so, um, I'll be playing the dwarf, uh, a mountain dwarf. His name is Gert. He is a fighter. Um, would you like me to go go over the backstory of him again, or? I mean, uh, if it'll help the viewers at home to, uh, that somebody that may not have caught our last video, uh, it is a wonderful backstory. Why don't you go ahead and share Okay. It? Okay. So... He is a noble from a noble family. Um, he fights or conflict, if you will. Um, if it does, it turns out very ugly um, for the people. And he also, he is in constant shunned from his family or more or less, he, he gets looked at in a different light for his, for the, one bad thing that he did um so he is constantly trying to do things the uh to get on his family's good graces so that's a little bit of a backstory behind him um do would you like me to explain what i am doing so you have a redemption Sorry. backstory it sounds like yes in a in it more or less, in a sense, he is trying to he is trying to get back on his family's good graces. Um, so, but what, because what caused of that, you to fall out of these good graces, as you put. So, I'm going to do this on the fly. It does I don't have it set up to explain all that? But my character, my character, he ended up his 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 family and his family and um his tribe or clan of dwarves allowed other people from different countries to come into their their village and or or where they where they live at and pretty much he fell in love with a woman that wasn't he wasn't supposed to fall in love with um and he ended up secretly getting married but didn't know that his family had set him up with a prior engagement and so that created conflict with his clan of the mountain dwarves and another clan of dwarves and um, they ended up going to battle and his older brother ended up dying in that battle. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a good backstory. Uh, so your Path of Redemption also has a Romeo and Juliet twist. Indeed. Yes, it does. It'll be interesting to explore that. 
Um, in fact, this adventure was intended to be a one-shot, as you'll find in the last video. This is part two of two one-shot here. Um, I know a one-shot is normally a one-session. That was what I intended. But as these guys went along, I was thinking maybe there's a little bit more to this. Maybe we will <laughs> introduce this into the Nightfall world. Um, after all, I did add it to the playlist when I uploaded the video. Um, we'll see what goes on, but I have a feeling that our party, if you've been paying attention to our Nightfall campaign, may have a conflict with them that may send them in different directions. And maybe these two fellows may have something to say about which direction one of them goes. Anyway, um, Dean, uh, why don't yeah. you tell us a little bit um, about your character? And a little bit about yourself. Yeah, my name is Dean McGuire. I am a uh, father of four, all under the age of five. D&D uh, is my fun little thing that I enjoy doing, especially with friends that I work with and people that I want to meet. Um, kind of like my little getaway. Uh, <laughs> my character is Von Devento. He is a mercenary sword. He originally was a soldier for the Kingsguard, and he ended up um, following his captain right after the war, on making that money where it's necessary. Um, he kind of went his separate ways when he disagreed with the captain at one point. So he um, uh, separated his own ways, kind of started following the seas, following from island to island to find different ways of be able to make money. And he knows how to use a sword. Um, as long as you've got the cash, he's got the sword. I would say axe because that would sound better, but sword, he carries a sword. <laughs> I don't have a fancy backstory like Gurk, but you got the gold and it'll work out perfect. You wouldn't like my backstory anyways to have another character. And so you both find yourselves uh, employed or part of a guild called the Astral Blades operating out of Shadowdale, the land of Demons. Um, and to get us a little recap of what happened last week, who would like to kick that off? You guys both had a uh, pretty sizable hand in the events. Yeah. Week. Patrick, do you mind doing that? Because we're about to sing happy birthday to my wife's grandpa, and that'd be perfect timing for that. Brandon, why don't you take that? Oh, Brandon, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. I got the names mixed up. <laughs> Brandon, uh, can you give us a little bit of recap of what, in your words, what transpired last uh, time we played? So, what happened was, a little quick summary of what happened. We ended up talking about trying to make a bomb, and this poor boy, Greenhorn Roger, um, is stuck in a boat, a dinghy with a powder keg bomb that is set up for to shoot shrapnel. Well, we ended up coming across this ship, and we managed, me and Vaughn, managed to come aboard on the ship. Vaughn set a challenge to the captain of this pirate's ship, and... Um, it was supposed to be a one-on-one -on -one duel, but the first mate ended up 
trying to interfere with this battle. In what way? By taking out a blow dart and trying to fire it at Vaughn, which in turn, I caught it just in time, raising my battle axe between his lips and the the blow dart and telling him to uh, pretty much butt out of the 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 fight. Indeed. Um, so, Brandon, do you remember what kicked all this off? How did you end up out in the middle of this ocean or sea uh, fighting pirates? So, so what started the whole voyage is um, we climbed aboard this ship uh, in hopes to set a trap for the pirates. Um, we are mercenaries that are uh, supposed to be, for the life of me, it's, it's skipping or evading my mind. Um, uh, you're and uh, Astral Blades from Shadowdale. Uh, yes, and this is a cargo ship full that's supposed to, you're pretending to be a cargo ship that has wine, spices, and silk. Okay, I believe is what I said. Yes, um, yes, it, yeah. And so that's basically, what I kind of imagine is on the on the top deck, there may be like strappings of. Of this stuff, we talked about it in the last session when you guys were looking around for stuff, and there were bundles of stuff around the mast of the ship. Well, that's kind of what I envision as you guys kind of making it look like you're carrying this cargo, which there is. Don't get me wrong. Except down below in the cargo bays, there are men. Um, and yes, because a lot of the merchant ships that have been making their way through this area have been happened upon by pirates. And so you're here to settle yes. the score. That, that, that is correct. Um, and with that, uh, um, let's take a, a quick break for Dean to finish up with the birthday celebration. Thank you so much, Dean, for uh, taking the time out of your day to play D&D with us. The convenience of that using Discord is amazing. Uh, and uh, I, I am I'm a big fan of the convenience of just playing on the go like that. So, Dean, once you're, once you're able, um, I'm just going to step outside and smoke a cigarette. Uh, of course, I'll be watching from my phone once again uh, because of the usefulness of Discord. Uh, so... And in case you're wondering by that, uh, if I am, we are sponsored by Discord, we are not. <laughs> uh, I just actually am a really big fan. Very true. <laughs> So do you want us to... Uh, I'm back. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> there she is. Hey. And back to what you were saying. Yeah, that, it's very, very convenient on that one. It's pretty cool. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, actually, be... I can pull up your, your stream and actually watch the ships from where I'm at. Yeah, that's nice. But I kind of do. Uh, one, of course, I do live recordings right here on Twitch, so you can catch us there and you know join in the fun and whatever. And of course, I'll give shout outs to whoever ends up jumping in when I see. But uh, I do have some friends that do jump in time to time just to make sure that streams are going well or whatever. I have a plug on the outside, Mister Pickle, but he won't be on tonight, I don't think. Um, but anyway, uh, Mister Pickle. Mr. Pickle, uh, he hangs out with us at, us at lunch. Um, we all happen to work with him. Yep. That's cool. Uh, I'm thinking of the, the, the show, Mr. Pickle. You ever, guys mm -hmm. ever watch that? Okay. Uh, yeah, I've, I think I have been privy to that before. Yeah, the demon, I mean the satanic dog. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, I'm still, yeah, there, there you go. Okay, so, uh, Dean, uh, in our yes, last sir. session, you were at odds with the captain of this ship, and you wanted to take the ship for your own in a duel, a duel oh, that yeah. this captain was obliged to uh, to agree to, um, him believing that you stood no chance, but you happened to show some resilience. And um, here we are with a happily mostly disarmed pirate captain and uh i believe it is your turn oh yeah i think last time i ended up disarming his rapier correct yes you've uh, so far disarmed him from a pistol that he had um as you described as a flintlock pistol and then a uh his rapier as well he of course has a long sword that he was using like a uh, like uh as a dancing and, long uh yeah. before that was giving you a little trouble an animate object but, yeah, he, he, he's pretty well uh, equipped, I will say. Well, yeah, what you <laughs> not anymore. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> um, I am going to because you said last time just before we ended up getting off that he is pretty pretty rough looking, right? Yeah, yeah, he ain't looking great. So, so ladies and gentlemen, what do we say in Mortal Kombat? Finish <laughs> um, I'm going to use my uh, flying tongue long sword. And do a do a swing at him because I'm right up on his toes. Okay, uh, make an attack, please. Uh, Thirteen for hit. Uh, I don't. I'm afraid that's not going to hit. All right, short sword's going to swing too. All right. Nineteen. Uh, a nineteen does hit. As I, uh, as I remember, go ahead. I'm sorry. You come, you come around with your. I remember you were talking about you doing these. Uh, um, you were kind of turning like a windmill yeah. style with your blades, yeah. and so you turn with your first one, and he blocks it with his his sword, paring it away. But then your second blade comes in and hits him. Why don't you roll damage for that real quick? Will do, sir. All right, one, two, six plus four, two, six. That is going to be a six. All right, so uh, six points of damage. And uh, is that going to end your turn? 
No, I'm going to do extra attack with my, oh, uh, okay. with my flame tongue longsword. Let's do it. So, uh, in the spirit of a full windmill, you come back around with the primary sword, with yep. your flaming sword, and make it 23 hits. Roll damage. All right. That's a 1d6 plus 4. Seven, seven, and then I got fire damage as well. Two d sixes on top of the seven. Four. A, yep, and then there's a four on top of that. So seven plus four, that's eleven. Okay. All right. He doesn't look too uh, too thrilled about this contest right now. Um, that does end your turn. Yeah, right. that does in my turn. Yes, correct. Okay. Um. Not willing to give up just yet, there, Dean. What was that? I'm not ready to just give up just yet, there, Dean. Ooh. So, um, as, uh, with sword in hand, him looking, uh, over the back of the ship, he slows up the courage and begins to sing to himself a bit of a chanty uh, and begins oh a, a blade song. Yeah. A blade we're song. Gonna, we're going to increase his, uh. AC to a, uh, a bonus of a plus three. So taking it from a 19 to a, uh, um, to a 22 now. 22. Um, he's got an advantage on acrobatics checks and uh, he's going to gain a plus three bonus to any constitution saving throw he makes to maintain his concentration on spell. I gotcha. Um, He's actually going to, instead of casting a spell at this point in time, he is going to attack you with his dancing longsword. Oh, lovely. Uh, he rolls a 26 to hit. Yeah, that definitely hits. All right. The damage slashing will be uh, nine points of slashing. He's going to swing once again with his sword. Um, as he swings across once and then brings his sword back over overhand and strikes down with a 22 to hit. Yeah, that hits. And that is going to be six points of slashing damage. All right. I'm at 12 HP. Um, and this contest is not over yet. Uh, the, the first mate, Brandon, you're back there with him, right? 
Brandon, are you uh, are you with us there, bud? Yes, I am here. So the first mate there, he he does put down his uh, his uh, blowgun, okay, and he looks uh, looks at you warily, and then back to the contest. You see him place the blowgun into his vest pocket, and then he reaches into his other pocket and uh, for, and seems to be manipulating something with it. He turns so his shoulder is to blocking his your view of what he's doing. He's being sneaky. I'm going to roll for a um what is it? Give me one second. Insight? Yes. Or perception. I will. Uh, yeah, let's do. Uh, Sorry, actually. Let's do perception. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you're good. Roll good, six. roll good. Yeah. Uh, what was the total? The six. Uh, so he blocks the uh, the view of what he's doing, and as you look over his shoulder, he closes his vest pocket up and is like, "Do you mind? Do you mind?" Uh, he looks a little bit offended, and uh, he backs up a little bit further from you, and continues to uh, do whatever he's doing. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm also going to roll another intimidation. I'm going to roll for an intimidation to remind him that breaking the parlay and the challenge will resort in a fight between me and the first mate. Alright, well, why don't you uh, roll me that intimidation? I'll give you advantage. That means 25. you can roll. Oh. <laughs> Damn, good roll. What well, was that your. Did you, did you nat 20 yet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, he. he that, yeah. He. <clears throat> He's, he turns to face you. Uh, he seems to be palming something in his hand. And he looks at you and he's like, You're saying that if I interrupt this little duel, it's null and void? No, what I'm saying is the, the duel will continue, but now it will no longer be a single duel, it'll be a double duel. Oh, is that right? He says. And he throws something at you. It's a dagger. Okay? Okay. Okay. Um, I 
does a 23 hit. Is that for me or is that for, for him? It's for Brandon. Okay, I heard throw a dagger and I didn't know if we have close range or whatnot. Yeah, I, I'm. I, it's the first mate with Brandon right now. I believe it does. Yeah. So you're going to take a total of... Uh, four points of piercing damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I may need to make you have you make me a constitution saving throw. You say a constitution. Constitution saving throw. Okay. A contribution saving throw. A contribution. Yes. You yes. make a saving throw to contribute <laughs> to this fight. Uh, nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, you do save, so that means you take half of the poison damage that was on the dagger. Uh, The poison was 11. You take half of it, so you're going to take six. Okay. I would. And if you would like... Um... You could roll initiative. Alright. Roll for initiative. And give me one second. Mm-hmm. Where's the initiative? Once I find the initiative, it should be right next to your armor class. If you're going on D and D Beyond, yes, it should be the left of it. All right, so I got a 16. So I rolled a 16. My phone's completely off Discord before I walk in my room. Otherwise, I have a whole bunch of feedback. I got you. Except for constructive feedback, that's anyway. Um, so Brandon, uh, what was that initiative? Sixteen. All right, Brandon, it is your turn. What would you like to do? It is combat between you and the first mate. So, what I would like to do is. I would like to roll for my uh, Warhammer. Okay. I will roll for that. I got a 26. That hits. Alright. Um, am I able to use n- Ice Knife as well? Uh, is that a bonus action for Ice Knife? I don't, that, so. I don't think it is. No. Uh, so yeah, it's just long, it's only going to be the the attack. You can you you could probably use. You might be able to use two attacks at this point. I'm not sure. Uh, we'll see. Okay. Uh, it'll be in your 
player's handbook. Let me take a Give me like extra attack or something, yeah. Yeah, you, as a fighter, you should by level five have an extra attack. Ooh. Trying to figure out where this is at. Yeah, you're you're fine. You have a you have an extra attack. I assure you. Okay. I assure you. Okay. Okay. Well, I would also like to use my battle axe. Oh. If I can do that. Yeah, you can you can use your battle axe. All right. Yeah, it shows here you have two attacks per action. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. Okay, I see it now. So I'm going to roll for my battle axe, which is a 15. Uh, 15 will hit. Okay. So how I'd like to do that is pretty much I'm swinging my battle axe in like hopes of I'm swinging it downward towards him and then when it hits I'm using my battle axe to throw him up in the air in a sense okay we'll, we'll yeah. see how this goes roll damage you said roll for damage I got a 10 for the Warhammer damage. Yeah, I'm aware of that. What's for the axe that you hit with just now? Eight. Eight, so a total of 18. Uh, Sorry. No, you're fine. No, you're, you're fine. Um, so, uh, throwing him up in the air with the axe, it's a little bit harder than it sounds. That's more like a grappling action with your axe. And it's a completely different thing. Uh, I'm going to have to go with no. But had you killed him, yeah, I would have allowed it. But you were a little bit far away from, from that. Uh, but he, you do hit him with the hammer, and he, he falls backward. And you come back around with your axe, and you catch him in his side. And he stumbles backwards. He's hurt a bit. And Dean, we're back around to you. Sweet. All right, we are going to. Um, well, I instantly with my with like combat like, instincts, I hear that they're fighting in the background, but I know that Gert can handle himself. So I'm focusing on the captain to take him out because if we take out the captain and the first mate, that ship is 100 percent ours. So I'm going to end up doing a my pretty much my whirlwind again with my flame tongue longsword. Um, uh, give me a second. I'm going to see if I can get my pop-up. I'm probably going to end up doing a... I gotta find it first. I took pictures of all my stuff. Pre uh, precision attack. When you make a weapon attack roll, you you can expend one superiority dice and add it to the roll before... Oh, shoot. Uh, before or... Ah, I, I cut it off. Give me a second. Before or after the roll, but before any effects are applied. Okay. So a, preci a precision attack. So superiority dice. So that's a, I think that was a 2D, 2D4. So what that means is basically, okay. yeah. Uh, so you get to add the superiority die to whatever attack you, you are making. Yeah. So I can do, and it gives me the opportunity to do before or after. Correct. 
code do I have to choose it like right, right now, or do I have to like? Doesn't like because what if I want to do it for my attack? So, so what, try what to it means by all. that is is you can declare it yeah. as your action, or you can see if you go ahead and hit without it, and then add it to it if you like. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm going to do just to see because my uh, flame tongue longsword likes to miss a lot. Okay. <laughs> So, let's so we're going to do that first in, let's see if it hits. All right. Seventeen. Twenty-four for hit. Oh, that'll hit. Heck yeah. Now let's do for damage. So that means I can use that superiority dice for my damage, correct? Uh, yeah, I think it it's attack... And damage, right? Yep, correct. So, you didn't need it, right, for the hit, but you're using it I did not it need anyway. it for the hit. So, yep, yeah, correct. that's fine. If you're using it anyway, that's fine. So, add it to the damage, yeah. So, that's 4d8. So, I'm going to roll. I only have 1d8, so I'm going to roll it separately four times. But first, I'm going to do my damage, just so I can, you know, have it for there. 1d8. Plus four. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's ten for just regular damage. Okay. And then we're going to do fire damage. 2d6. Uh, nine. Fire damage. And then superiority dice. So that's 19. We're going to add the superiority dice, which is a 4d8. So I'm going to roll that four times and let you know. Seven, zero. Oh no, that's not a zero. That is a six. Sorry, I got one of those weird ones that was for Magic: The Gathering. You're perfectly fine, Dean. Now, uh, can you go ahead and tell me, in, in layman's terms, what the total damage was? Fire mm. and slashing. Thirty-two, all together. <clears throat> I believe what Matt Mercer would say in this uh, moment is, how would you like to do this? Oh, so my typical sword spin, first spin ends up coming around and actually kind of hitting him right across the gut area. As I'm spinning back around with my short sword, it catches him right in the side of the head. And with full brute force, I slam him, keeping him on the ship because I know he's right on the edge. The short sword goes right through his head and pinning him to the ground, kind of like, and then looking right at his crew and looking right at his crew as I do that. Uh, roll me an intimidation check with advantage. Um, and while right. you're doing that, let me just say that, that Dean is one of the nicest guys I have ever met in my life. And it's <laughs> funny. Every time he plays D&D, I see his dark side coming. And it's funny. <laughs> Intimidation. So, 18. I've got it. I've got that's one of my higher ones of intimidation. Nice. So, the crew is all like, whoa. Uh, they're, they're definitely, as as your sword, still on fire, mind you, is just sizzling from his head. Okay. Um, Brandon. Yes. 
uh, over there as as you watch the captain gets killed and the first mate uh, he he looks over at him and is like oh no and he reels back and grabs a sword a short sword out of I'm sorry yeah short sword out of his uh, belt and slashes at you um, Um, what's your AC again? 18. So, he slashes at you, and you stop it with your axe. Okay. It's your turn. So, once I stop it, I'm going to... I want to roll for Ice Knife as if I'm, like, shooting it at him with him up close and personal with me. Okay. Chill out, bro. Uh, Right. Roll an attack for the Ice Knife. Um, It should be right there next to the just um, spell on your action. 15. Alright, 15 will hit. Roll damage for the impact and then damage for the explosion. So, damage for the impact is four, and then damage for the explosion, five. So, so in total um, nine. This, uh, he strikes down with his sword, and you block it with your axe, and with the other hand, you push forward and a, uh, a knife, a dagger of ice comes out and pierces into his chest. And as he as he does, as that happens, um, he's pushed back from the ice and it explodes. Um, I imagine him kind of uh, falling on the ground, just kind of dead. But how would you describe the demise of the um, of the first mate? Uh, in, uh, in other words, how would so, you like to do this? So as I'm blocking, I'm more of a shoving my hand outward as in like I'm trying to put up the stop sign. And as I do that, I sh- like a dagger of not ice, like you said, pierces his chest and he falls to the ground. And I utter, I turn to the hit, turn to the the other ship hands and I tell them this is the kind of demise you will face if cross me and my my companion over here Vaughn Let me I hold you. my hands up like 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 gladiator saying are you not entertained yeah, I like it. So why don't we why don't I get you an intimidation check as well? You can roll that with advantage. Okay. Once I get to it. <laughs> I got a twelve. And you rolled it twice? No, oh, no. I did not roll it twice. Sorry. 12 and 21. 
So, uh, not don't add them together. Roll it a second time. Okay. And if that value yeah. is higher, report that one. 21. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, good. Okay. So you guys both set some pretty good intimidation checks. I'm going to go ahead and roll opposing intimidation checks for the crew. This is a general thing. Uh, click and try <laughs> shiny shinies. <laughs> It's a 50 50 thing. Um, yeah. And uh, the crew, they're stunned at first. As you guys finish with the uh, first mate and the captain um, in dramatic fashion, one using fire, one using ice, uh, displaying your, your um, combat paralysis and your dedication to. Ending it swiftly, um, and yeah, so they 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 surrender. They're like, okay, there was. You see, one of them pops up as uh, many of the uh, pirates are looking around, wondering what to do now. Some of them pulling for their cutlass, others uh, looking for other forms of you know, wondering if they should even oppose you or not. Seeing the dynamic in which you took apart their best warriors, being the captain and the first mate. And uh, one of them uh, says something, an older gentleman's like, hey, lads, I don't know about you, but uh, I'm not dying for them. Uh, they they made us some money, sure, but you can't spend gold if you're a dead man. And the rest of them kind of agree, and they're like, okay, okay. Uh, so what happens now? Uh, as I end up, reaching down, grabbing the captain's hat, putting it on my head. I say to the crew, say to our crew, let's steadfast towards the other ships and take the other ships out. Roger, I don't think we need you on the ship anymore. You can come up here. So as you are looking around for Roger, you say that, and you point at the other ships, you actually roll me a perception, both of you. <laughs> okay. We can go about Rolja. <clears throat> 16 for perception. And what about you there, Brandon? I'm going to roll for a perception for in help in helping him look for Roger. I rolled an eight. Okay. In hopes of locating Roger. Okay. So, Roger, Roger. Dean. Yeah. As you say that, you look over over the bow, and you see um, the rowboat that Roger was in. Uh making its way over towards these ships. If you can see that on the map. Uh, my pinging. He's like, let me get back to the map. <laughs> okay. So, Roger is... Okay, go ahead. Where's the uh, going? So, Where's Roger's over here. 
I'm, I'm not seeing that. Okay, hold on. Let me get back over on here with that. So. Okay, there we go. Perfect. Boom. Yeah, you see it I now? see it. Right. Yeah, he's over there. So while you guys have been yeah. fighting, he's just been rowing like a madman over this way, adhering to the plan that you guys put into place. <laughs> when I realized that, I'm pretty much yelling, Good job, Roger! <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh man! Uh, now, if for those that may not have seen last time, these guys basically uh, put together this plan to um, make a bomb out of various things. They they MacGyvered a bomb out of stuff they found on the ship. Rat metal bomb. <laughs> Using an anvil and some chain and uh, some TNT and whatnot, and uh, and then convinced a young lad. To get in the boat with this shrapnel bomb and, well, make his way over to the boats that they were trying to attack and blow it up. And so, even though he didn't think it was a good plan, they convinced him he'd be a hero if he did. And then being the great Astro Blaze, he, they, uh, he agreed to it. I'm still not sure what the grease is for. That was the, uh, it, that, that was for um no no that was for if they decided to invade our ship jumping over, they would have a hard time trying to get on our ship. Like some would fall down and you know, it'd be less people to, you know, maybe an acrobatics check before landing on our ship. Yeah, and see see Roger, he didn't really know what the grease was for either. And ah. he was thinking about it, he was like, you know, maybe the grease is for me. To get away faster, so did he turn into the grease? Did, did he did he turn into the greased up deaf guy? Yeah, so you you see him oh, yeah. just glistening in the sun as he's all greased up. He's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna roll a series of checks. Um, one is gonna be a uh, essentially a stealth check um, for the ships and him. So. He is rolling a total of a 14 for stealth. Let's see what these ships get. He's going to catch on fire and become the big bad evil guy. A 13. So he succeeds by one. He actually uh, isn't detected yeah. by the ships. So now I'm going to set off the bomb. Uh, so he's going to do a little bit of a tinker check. Uh, I'm going to say the grease is going to give him disadvantage. Oh, man. Luckily, uh, not too bad, and he lights the fuse, and now he's going to jump and start swimming away. They gave him advantage on the swim away, and not a bad idea, because he rolled a 1 and then an 18. Um, I'm going to say the grease does help him with swimming. So, uh, he swims away as fast as possible. As you see, this boat right here explodes. Okay, uh, goes up in a fire, fiery blaze. Uh, in the backdrop, you can also see two of these ships also on fire uh, as raining from this one ship over here. If you guys can all see that, I don't think you can. If I, let me switch over here, that way everyone on. on there we go. Yep, I can see it. So over here, so that one. Uh, 
this uh, ship blows up. So I'm going yep. to... Uh... Kaboom. All right. And this ship right over here is on fire. As is this ship. Uh, there is uh, basically a meteor shower coming out from this ship that is uh, setting these two both ablaze. Um, you know that from, as your good friend Oren over there, that happens to be a pretty capable magic user. Um, there is, of course, one other ship over here, but as uh, this ship has been blown up and these other ships are, are destroyed, this ship decides to uh, surrender. And so... Uh, all all things aside, the combat has stopped. Uh, and are you guys going to? What are you guys going to do now? Rogers in the water. We need to stay. Swimming. We need to save Roger. Let, let's save Roger and peg towards the middle where that last ship is pretty much rendered. Um, well, before we save Roger, as we're sailing onto there, I want to see what that captain's got. <laughs> And, and I will say that the last time we played, I had planned on uh, ending our session with Roger blowing up the backside of the boat, which would have killed the um, captain, ending combat, and thus, you know, all this would have happened, and the ships would have surrendered, and that would kind of summed up our one shot. <laughs> but with as fun as it was for me playing that game with you guys, I decided we'll just run this all a little bit longer and we'll see oh we appreciate that no problem yeah and i have a little more intended for you guys as we continue on for now i want to see what you guys do with this calamity you guys have created now i normally run a, run these sessions to be about three hours we ended a little bit earlier last night so i could play a little bit longer here with you guys so i'm gonna step outside and smoke a cigarette and see what you guys come up with Give me just one moment. Well, uh, well, Brandon, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I, I feel that. After, well, while we're sailing to pick up the hero, Grease, Greasy Roger, that's going to be his nickname <laughs> for now on. Um, Gr. <laughs> Gr. I like it. Um, I feel that we should definitely give Roger the big credit for that because. He deserves the credit for blowing up that other ship. Um, uh, I say uh, when we're sailing, go pick him up. We go and um, see what loot that the pirate and the well, the pirate captain and the first mate has. And honestly, um, a divide. I actually agree on this one. A divide of what they have because we're the ones that killed the captain and first mate. And I don't care. I'm being greedy, but that's my that's my character for you. Um, as in, I, I yeah. We're going to divide and conquer the loot. Yeah, and I'm so, going to keep this captain hat because it looks good on me. It just so happens that I have loot for you. Sweet! Um, so as you're uh, looking at your... Through the, the uh, captain's goods, let me go ahead and get a uh, investigation. All right, investigation check. From both of us? Well, you got, if you guys want to work together going over it, I'll let you roll with advantage. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I'll work together, of course. I rolled an 11 for my investigation check. I rolled an 18, so a total of 22. Ooh, nice. uh, that's one way. That works, too. All right, so you guys both uh, search over his belongings. So, um, of course, on the deck, there is a pistol uh, that you managed to disarm him with. Um, it did blow up. Um, so it's non-operable right now, but you do have a, a non-functioning pistol. Okay. Um, okay. You have a rapier. The rapier okay. seems, uh, quite, uh, elegant in its design. Um, the long sword itself, you know, is uh, magical in nature. Um, you identified as a dancing longsword before, so you have that as well. He has on his person a number of rings. One, two, three, four rings. He also has a wand. And, of course, the smoldering plate armor. So uh, he has this armor that basically smolders with black smoke. Uh, making him look a little bit intimidating, I think. <laughs> so, what kind of what what type of armor is it? Is it like leather or or? It's plate armor. <laughs> <laughs> so, is that all? Is that is that everything that he's got? Give me just one second. Okay, you're fine. Uh oh. I got a cuteness that just came. <laughs> hey, Caitlin. <laughs> what are you doing, baby? Yeah. Yeah, you're not supposed to do being there, though. Okay, so you guys also make your way into uh, the captain's quarters, and you find his stash of. Valuables, uh, gold, and whatnot. So, is it just us? What? Is it just us that made it into the captain's quarter? Well, you guys were looking around for all of his valuables, right? Okay, cool. Yes, we so, were. Uh, yeah. They, uh, out of compliance, are like, "Yeah, this is you know the stuff." You're the new captain, so the, the captain is your captain quarters is your quarter, right? And uh, yep. no one's going to oppose you. Not as long as you okay. promise to make it okay. your gold. Oh, of course. And, of course, there is uh, a bit of gold in the captain's quarters. You find a uh, a safe. A safe? A safe that is locked. It's a combination safe. Oof. How would that work to open up a combination safe? Do we actually let's? Hmm. My mind's going directly into a um a uh, what's it called a room? <laughs> what was it? The oh, we just me and my wife just did one where they have like hidden clues all around. Oh, okay. escape room! Escape room, yeah. So, so you're um, 
going with the hunch that the captain has left several clues around his uh, cabin that may help you unlock the treasure. Yeah, he is a mage, so mages are really, really weird like that. Well, let's take a look. You want me to do an investigation check? Yeah. 17. Okay. So, uh, Brandon? Yes, sir. You're uh, there in the captain's quarters with uh, Dean. Or What was your character's name again? Gert. Gert. Uh, Dean, what is your character's name? Vaughn. So, you see Vaughn, and he's looking at the backs of chairs, he's looking at the table, he's uh, looking in the dredgers, uh, pulling open books, and looking on the spines, and flipping through pages, looking through maps, and so forth, and he's just looking over the entire thing. It's going to be like a post-it note on his desk. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dean, you're... Oh. You're not like breaking up a little bit. Patrick, is that me? I'm sorry. Are you there, Patrick. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. We, we didn't hear anything you said, buddy. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, I apologize. Um, all good. So you're looking over the. Uh, the captain's quarters. You look on the spine of a book and you see you, uh, something that says like 27. Uh, and so you write that down and, you know, you, you see on one of the, uh, um, one of the, uh, the, the chairs, a, a number is etched in to the back of one of the chairs. It's a 15. You, so you jot that down and you see on the, uh, on the map, on one of the corners of the map, repeated over and over again as the number uh, 12. And so you jot that down. And you find various little things and you're going through and you're putting all those numbers into the into the uh, the uh, safe and you're going over in different combinations but none of them seem to keep on looking around. You find more numbers and more numbers and more numbers. But nothing seems to seems to pin. What, what, what's the safe made out of? It's iron. Cast iron. Okay, cast iron. Um, how much heat damage does my sword do, like, temperature-wise? Uh, temperature-wise, it's uh, hard to say exactly. Uh, it It's not going to be enough to, to, to melt okay. it. If that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You can start a fire. <laughs> if you have enough fuel... You might be able to get it to burn hot now. That makes sense. I got you on that. One. Oh, wait a second. Um, is the safe well? Does you have any ideas, Gert? I turn to him and say, "Any ideas on how to get this this sob open?" Um, I would like to roll an investigation on these numbers, um, just because. They they stand out. 
trying to come up with the combination to it and sort of like pickpocket the the safe here. Okay. Roll me an, uh, an insight, I guess. Yeah, insight. Well, I rolled 11. Uh, it's uh, an enigma to you. Uh, yeah, but uh, it, it, you're not sure, but you're certain that the answer is here. You're just like, I know it is. So you, you bought into Dean's, you know, guys, and you're you're helping him pour over these, these notes, trying to make sense of it. Um, okay. But you guys are after hours, and nothing seems bad. Well... Uh, let's just leave it for now. Let's remember it. If somebody can jot down, if you don't mind, Brandon, that we have a safe, because I, I will forget. Because I don't have a notebook with me. Because <laughs> remember, we have a ship now. <laughs> um, uh, so, I got you. I'll put it in my notes. All right, cool, cool. So, uh, right now, while we're sailing on over. Hey, baby. So, uh, so speaking- there is... The, yeah, the go ship ahead. Go ahead. Uh, now you're bit. Oh, I have a couple extra shifts with you. Um, yep. And uh, the the ships kind of all meet up, so you guys can discuss what to do next. And as you do, uh, Oren ends up boarding your new vessel. Um, he, he comes up. He's a, a bit of a um, a redhead with some freckles. Um, ginger. He is a bit of a ginger. Always has a wry smile on his face. He, he <laughs> comes and very gleefully says, well, that was quite the contest. You guys fared pretty well. Uh, you see you guys captured yourself a ship. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, we to keep our ship in one piece. And I look over at hit the, the ship that he destroyed. Well, uh, the only thing left to do is to uh, make our way back to Canada. I don't want to gloat about uh, this and that. We all, I think we all did pretty well here today. Uh, these pirates, we definitely gave them one for. And they'll, uh, they'll know to steer clear of these waters from now on. Uh, and if they don't, we'll, we'll give them one for again. Oh, yeah. They'll know clear of not just the waters, but also us. Indeed. Um, so... Uh, you guys got yourself what all? What all do you uh, get yourselves with? It seems like the crew is uh, is acclimating well. They seem to be staying behind. That's that's not too bad. Not too much mutiny. Um. So, uh, what's your plans now? I'm thinking, hunters, pirate bounty hunters. What do you think, Gert? I would have to agree with you. I like the uh, bounty hunter uh, behind well, the ship that we just captured, which would give us an advantage because now we have what I would like to assume would be one of the most powerful captains known in the power pirate uh, in on the sea in, in terms of the pirates. Okay very bold so well, I, I turned to the crew and kind of captain morgan style 
saying, how about you, gentlemen? Would you guys like to hunt hunt for some good gold and loot? But hunt in the good way, not the bad way. Um, the crew kind of looks, uh, mm-hmm. looks, you know, they're not really sure what, what what's next for themselves. And you're offering gold and loot. Uh, well, we'll stay as long as the gold's good, I guess. Uh, see what exactly uh, you have in mind. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll make goods of it. So, Oren, he, uh, he looks back to you. He looks at the captain that you dispatched. He says he looked pretty well off. Did you get a pretty call from him? Uh, here and there. It looks like they split the gold before they ended up coming to us. Is that right? No good loot, eh? Uh, a, a dancing sword, some rings that we haven't figured out yet, and just a small portion of gold, which if I have, which now that I have a ship, I'm going to need to be able to start off with my crew. Huh. Not to mention, don't forget, Vaughn, the, the, the safe that we have to uncrack. Oh, yes. This is why I keep you around. We did find a safe that we do need to uncrack. Haven't figured it out. We found a whole bunch of numbers and clues, but I spaced on it. I was worried about the crew. Sorry about that. Well, you never know with these things. I don't have much uh, experience with cracking safes, more of the forger type. But uh, I do uh, know a few people in Chimeria once we get there. All right, then let's start sailing. Did we ever okay. pick up? Um, did we ever? Did we ever pick up um, uh, Roger? I was yeah, just about we'll to say. Up. On the way there, can we pick up Roger? <laughs> so as, as you as you guys are talking about, you know, getting the loot and getting everything and get everything situated, Roger comes climbing up over the side of the ship all uh, covered in grease and he's all wet he's like well hero then right I start chanting GR GR and then hyping up the rest of the crew even our new crew to start chanting GR Greasy Roger Greasy Roger everyone's like oh yeah Greasy Roger (laughs) All right, Greasy Roger uh, G-R, G-R, they all start chanting as well. Uh, like, all right, let me uh, get my dungeon. Did I lose everyone? I'm still here. There we go. Okay, okay. I guess we lost Patrick for a second. Did we? Oh. Oh, there. Hello, Patrick. Now you've officially got an NPC. Now you've officially got an NPC called Greasy Roger. <sighs> Greasy Roger, I like it. 
Reese Roger. You guys start <laughs> making your way uh, into uh, the crevice of um, inland. Uh, I should have provided you guys a map here. Well, here's what I'm going to do. Is I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you what we would call a handout. Essentially, it is within my power to give the a handout. One second. So if you hear a lot of static, it's me muting and unmuting my mic. I'm kind of using my Xbox headset mic. So... You're good there, Brandon. No problem. I'm uh, uploading a little bit of a map to kind of show you where you guys would be. I should have done that. Is it on roll 20? It'll be momentarily. Ah, okay. All right, I'm back. Sorry. That's um, on your little turf down there. They're fighting over Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What music to play? My son wanted Batman. My daughter wanted... I don't know. <laughs> Probably Frozen? <laughs> no, uh, Freeze Dance Game. I'm a Freeze Dance song. Oh. Okay. And then her cousin wanted another one, so I just took Alexa and put it in a place where they can't reach it. Ah. Gotcha. And unplugged it, of course. And unplugged it, of course. Oh. <laughs> now no one can have it. <laughs> exactly. So what did I kind of sort of miss? Sorry. All right. Well, I'm showing you now. Uh, I'm just getting there. Okay. All right. Uh. You'll be seeing on the screen here. Just a moment. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we got like a full set of islands and stuff. Uh, let me try to get this. Oh, nice. Nice, nice. Oh, okay. Um, let me try to get a little bit more where it would be. Uh, hey, let's make that. That's a little better. But then you'll see that you guys are... If you can see roll 20, the roll 20 screen, um, you see where it says Tasmall? Yeah. So, the, down, the, down the bottom portion, 
right here. Yeah. You see that? Okay, that's yep. where you guys are entering. Uh, yep. So you'd be entering into this bay area, and they're making your way up a channel. Okay. All right. So I want you to see that, and then you'd know where you are. Oh, that is cool. Okay. That is cool. Last question. Well, not last question, but like question in general wise. Freya. Yeah. What is our ship's name? I feel like the Jolly Roger. That's too, that's, that's too, that's too pirate typical. That's right. like me saying, oh, let's go with going Mary. Right, right. So, what I was referring for. Oh, I, I was I was referring for the uh, greasy Roger. Oh, yes. <laughs> the greasy Roger. You know what? We could name our ship G Greasy Roger. Go. Out of here. Go. You know you're not supposed to jump on that. Sorry, it was just random. I got thinking about it. I play uh, Sea of Thieves, and I always like having a good ship name. Yeah. Uh, what is a ship without a name, right? You got that right. So I added a... Okay. Couple so we're, we're, listen, we're going, going into port. Alright. Um... So yeah, you see this uh, this city uh, on the horizon, or as you, as you're making your way in, uh, coming across the uh, large walls and, and portcullises that line them, uh, all with arrow slits and so forth that may rain down on ships below. Um, you look in and you see. These towers. Ah, gotcha. Okay. All raining over the city. Okay. And then, of course, you see bridges that uh, run across the uh, um, the river there to, uh, in essence... Uh, control the river. Uh, they are drawbridges where they slide in and out um, to allow okay. traffic to run through or to trap it within um, to keep the flow. Basically controlling the river. That's cool, yeah. Um, this is, of course, what I call Chimera. Or Chimera. Yeah. So as you're making your way into the city, you uh, come up through farm country and so forth. You see farmers with wheat and perhaps barley and and grapes and maybe fresh vegetables yeah. and so forth that they may be growing. Um, as you continue to make your way into the city, uh, there is, of course, a port here. 
to uh, to dock at. And so, so you guys make use of that. Um, and some of your ships are let through, okay, being Orin and the other ship that went with, while the other three ships are left out here. Uh, the merchant ship that you're, you're part of and uh, the other uh, that you had captured, the other two that you captured, they make their, their way down here to this port. Now, one of the ships they, they captured, okay, they begin to immediately start to deconstruct. They're tearing it down. They're uh, scrapping it for parts. Whereas the ship that you had come in with yours, they unload the cargo from it. The merchant pays you both um, the agreed sum for the venture for your guys' several week journey across here to make it here. And the agreed sum was 500 gold. That's 250 for each of you. Okay. Okay. So you guys have your money. And you guys are free to explore Chimeria. You also have, of course, your ship here that you can plan to do with whatever you want. Uh, we're going to make it this ship right here, if you can see that. Uh, I hate that there's so much value. Yeah, I saw it. But, or with Discord and Roll20. That's because I'm trying to do a lot of work time. But it'll get better over time. I'm trying to get a new computer that'll help me with all this process. The PC one is yeah, a little bit lower. But, I'm in the process of trying to get it get my gaming PC, like I was telling you, Patrick, at work, uh -huh. um, get my buddy to build for me. And if he if he's not able to, I'll just end up going to, like, Finger Hut or, or, or somewhere and getting a a, a, piece, a gaming PC. Okay. You know, I use a um, gaming laptop with a graphics amplifier, and it works fine. Yeah, that too. Okay, yeah. I'm going to grab myself a quick little snack as you guys discuss what you guys want to do next. Yeah, definitely. It actually works out kind of perfect for just talking only because I'm going to get help my wife get the kids in the car and we're probably going to roll on out more driving-wise, so okay. I'm still going to do this, but driving-wise will be fine. Uh, um, I got an earbud in, so it works out great. Yeah, we'll find a nice okay. way to close okay. this. So, at, well, first off, I want to try to get Roger a shower or a bath to get the grease off of him. Yes, of course. <laughs> His nickname will still be Greasy Roger, but yes. <laughs> a shower is definitely needed. Oh, yeah. 100% um, agree with that. But I would also like to try to set up set up a, um, a like, go to an inn if you will, and set up a meetup spot because we don't know we don't know anybody here. We don't know, you know, who we're meeting, who, who we're supposed to see, or anything like that. That way, we can sleep and we don't have to sleep on our boat. 
Or we can save gold and sleep on a boat. <laughs> you can you can spend the gold at an end. That's fine with me. I sleep in the captain's quarters. I mean, we could do that, but I was more or less allowing the the crew hand or the deck hands to go and venture and do their own thing because I would pay them for their services for yeah. for helping. And then us. if one if one gets a spur, they might steal. They might steal the boat. True, true. Because I want to get okay. to know the crew first before I start trusting the crew. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. We can, we can, we can like do that, that. Like that. My my first thing is that older gentleman. Get your shoes on. That older gentleman that was like, "Hey, as long as we're getting paid, I would like him talk with him because he definitely knows information about the crew and the ship." Yeah. Yeah. He seems like um, he would be the oldest person on the crew to yep, and and knows more about the crew hands than anything. So yep. yeah, I agree. I, I'd, I'd like to yeah. uh, I'd like to talk to the older gentleman and yeah. try to set up a, a conversation or kind of like get to know like some of the crew that he knows off off the top of his head. Yeah, exactly. Come on, come on, other two. Come on, other question. Yeah, that's kind of how I'm looking at it, as. So I, you can you can get it in if you want. When you do come go the background, nobility, so you don't like that type of stuff. Right, right. No, it's it's it was more so like we have a second second option, just in case if like they're doing repairs on the ship and we can't get in on the ship, we can go to the inn and we still have a place to sleep at night. But also, we have a place to um, come up with a solution or a plan. Well, I, I feel that we can still discuss and talk about that type of stuff on the ship, but also getting to know the crew, being with the crew, getting uh, the crew to trust us, um, but also make sure they're stuck with supplies as well. You know, just go with the whole captain's quarter type thing, you know. But yeah, I, but we also need to explore around for. Um, around the city to see if there's like bounties that we can go ahead whether it's sea bounties or people bounties because there are sea yeah. creatures out yeah. there yeah very very, true, very true so I'd yeah like i do to, i do uh, agree with you to let you guys know that i've taken the liberty of creating some tokens for you to navigate the map you'll find them there one is the dwarf one is your little dude there dean of course i'll help you move around awesome all right, if you don't mind uh, okay. moving me around if I need to, because I, like I said, I'm going to be away from the, I'm getting the kids ready and we're getting ready to head on home. So, so Dean, I'm just going to be here, here but only. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking this is, yeah. might be a really good place for us to stop. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're, we're at Fort. Here. We made our, made our way to Chimeria. It's probably a good place for a little resolution here. And we'll pick it up next time yeah. to see what your next venture is going to be. <laughs> if you guys are all down. Yeah. We can pick this up next Sunday if you like, or a week from this Sunday. It's up to you guys. I'm I'm down for next Sunday if uh, Dean, if you're if you're down for it. I mean, because I mean, really and truly, I agree with you, Dean. Like that's that. What we can do is we can go to like the the job boards, if you will, yeah. and look up for like uh, bounty or 
or quests that we need to, that we can that we can stumble upon or even just he- go to like a tavern and just sit and yeah. have a have a few drinks and celebrate with what we just did and we overhear a group of people um you know conversating about someone that's lost at sea or something like that exactly as in like go out and see find out specifically on details and stuff like that go from there yeah and then we can no sorry <laughs> nope <I'm> still playing <laughs> My mother-in-law thought I was talking to myself, talking to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just an AirPod. So they can't really see like headphones or anything like that. Oh, <laughs> Come on, Connor. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we can we can uh, pick it up and discuss about what we're plan, where our future plans are, and maybe if we end up coinciding them with um, other campaigns, even if it's for like a one-shot tidbit with the other campaign since we honestly we've got a good setup with the ship the crew and the area as well so i'd like to go ahead and share this with you guys uh i have another map for you guys ready that quickly that's just how i do okay this is uh the map i was basically trying to show you before this is a large okay. map of the world of Thalia at large. Now you'll find in, over here uh, is you guys. This little ship will yep. show where you are on the map. Okay. All right. Awesome. You guys are in Chimera. Now, currently, if you've been paying attention to the game uh, that we were playing, Nightfall, that exists over here. This is the volcano that just recently erupted. The party oh, nice. survives or lives. Bringing it up there. Over here in Red Clover Fields. Okay, right here. This is the location of Red Clover Fields. Okay. So as you'll see. And there's rivers that actually lead right to it, which is actually pretty nice. Mm-hmm. So, as you'll see in the larger map, you guys are on one side of the world, while Nightfall exists essentially on the other. Now, there's a long okay, way cool. between here and there, and uh, of course, at some point, maybe you guys will cross paths. We'll see. You guys do have a ship. Yeah. Yes, we do. Good old GR. <laughs> Good old GR. <laughs> Roger. Uh, it's gonna be infamous. I know it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna hear his stories when we go to the other island as well. I can't wait. All right, guys. <laughs> That's it's awesome. been fun for me, guys. To get you guys acclimated into this world, all that good stuff, and we got things on the horizon. As you said, there, oh, I... there is adventure yeah. to be sought after. Notice boards and so forth. If you guys are looking for bounties, look no further. You'll find some. Very nice. Awesome. With that, guys, thank you very much for trying mouthful. No problem. That was a lot of fun. I'll see you guys at work tomorrow. Oh yeah, Indeed. yeah, most definitely. It was it was very fun. I'm 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 loving that I'm getting back into this, and I'm gonna try to make it now a a 
a thing for me to do, like, because this is helps me get my mind focused on something else and get it out of my get out of my head, kind of. So it helps me. I understand that all too well. I'm with you. Indeed. Um, as it turns out, um, I may have mentioned before that uh, the party and the other game, they essentially are at a point where I'm not sure how well they're going to play together as a, as a group anymore. Not saying that they, that they don't get along, but essentially, I'll do this another time. Um, essentially, there's a bunch of tree huggers. And then there's a bunch of uh, non-tree huggers, progressives, and then you got tree huggers at uh, the same time. And, nice. And so, seeing how they diversify, and seeing what's going to be coming up next, I don't want to spoil too much, but uh, as I was telling my brother earlier today, here it is. I started creating this campaign many, 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 many moons ago. And during the time I was creating it, there was a presidential election. <laughs> so I wove Not some politics into my game. Nice. And I like that. Politics oh. are like gun control for D&D. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this is going to be great. So that's, we'll, see, that's, 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 we'll see what comes yeah. from that. And I have a feeling that some of them are going to be standing on one side of it as they're benefiting from, you know, being, as Delmont put it, a, um, a, a respected member of the community. Okay. And the rest of them are a bunch of hippies. <laughs> <laughs> so I can kind of see them kind of do their own thing, you know, as you know, I, I, yep. you know, free will and you know all that free love and all that stuff. So I can kind of see you guys and Delmont getting along. Could you imagine you guys with Delmont as a tinker just out for the <laughs> ship? It would be something. Man, for real. <laughs> I can only hear three owl bears, man. <laughs> But anyway, with all that said, it's been fun this evening on the table in the tavern. Thank you for joining us, and uh, please come back and see us another time. And thank you for having us. Indeed. Thank you. Thank you for watching. We are completely freelance. We just love playing D&D. This episode, and others like it, are recorded live on Twitch using Discord, Roll20, and D&D Beyond. Artwork was created using Wonder and was edited using Wondershare. Again, thank you for watching. And please, like and subscribe for more content like this. Thank you for watching. We are completely freelance. We just love playing D&D. This episode, and others like it, are recorded live on Twitch using Discord, Roll20, and D&D Beyond. Artwork was created using Wonder and was edited using Wondershare. Again, thank you for watching. And please, like and subscribe for more content like this.